Hello everyone and welcome to Completely Useless Talking. I have sad news today. Uh, Sexy Sonata, aka Commissioner Moneybags, is still out and about in the wild. I think he's still in Vegas. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of him for this week's show. And I couldn't get a hold of Crockett or Stephanie, so I had to do the one thing that I never t- I told myself I would never do again. Sign twirling. I had to find someone off the street, I'm and the, the sign street, said, um, uh, we'll pay you in food, uh, not real bills, and then free uh, airtime on a mediocre podcast. <laughs> and this is the person I found. Who are you? Um, hi, I'm Nicole. You can call me Cole. Um, I'm being paid in bunny money, which is only redeemable at three strip clubs uh, located in Tampa Bay. Why Tampa uh, Bay? I don't know. Isn't that where the, that's where the Super Bowl is, isn't it? Yeah, this year, yeah. <laughs> See, look at me. I'm just a bitch who knows things. Yeah, but you, I don't think you're going to get that money as a long-term goal. Well, I know Tom Brady plays for the Buccaneers. Good job. Do you know how long that might go on if he wins? <laughs> or if he loses? Is, no, it's like his 10th Super Bowl. It's that? like his... So, if anything, that's the most correct statement. Because all I remember is that he lost to the Giants twice. And every time I just go, ha, 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 ha. Well, I know it's a big deal in Boston because people are like, oh, do we do we root for him? Do we root for Tom Brady? And I'm like, let that old man limp his way across the field. It's a football field, right? Yeah, it's a football field. Oh, okay. Look. Well, look. Look at you. Look, look at look us. Look at you. Just two random strangers. Two. Not even a thing about them. No, <laughs> nothing except, in common. Nothing in common except for their uh, love of Akudama Drive. Oh, it is a really good show. It's a great show. I. I think because uh, it came out, it's, it came out in the fall lineup technically, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it came up because winter is that anime seasons are weird because, yeah, yeah, um, they like January through March is like winter and then all yeah. that. But yeah, that came out in like fall, and it's a really damn good show. I think and it was a really tough crop this year. There were a lot of really interesting anime that were coming out, and it kind mm-hmm. of stood out. And I I know a lot of people were talking about it, and. Especially for it not being shown in, I think it did pretty well. It did great for not being shown in because yeah. one, it told a story in like, and told a compelling story for the very little we knew about the characters. Yeah, well, and I think it's a good demonstration of you don't necessarily have to have these in-depth character character studies to produce a good show. Well, no, you just need the interesting characters to kind of carry the show yeah. because we knew we didn't know anything about those. No, people. we didn't. We just knew that their names were Courier. Brawler, we didn't even know their Doctor. names. We knew their titles. No, and that's great because we don't need to know their names. We just need to know what they're called throughout the entirety of the show, and that's what they're called throughout the entirety of the show. I know. I thought we'd at least get uh, like one or two names just kind of randomly nah, in the background. I thought we were going to get Swindler's name for like the longest time. I really did. I thought we were going to get it, especially in her little flashback. Like uh, when they, not, were they when they were stuck in the cyber world? Yeah, and they were like, "You can have this for the rest of your life," and it was just like a warm bed. Yeah, and it was just like her life. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get more into that, Akudama um, Drive is an anime that came out in October, November. Yeah. Um, and it's a, like, neo-war fallout, like, future-ish kind of anime. I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. Just know that... I would say neon neo-noir is pretty accurate. Yeah. I would say it's also a heist one. Yeah. It's very much heisty. Um, so, it's basically just um, this cat... I'm not going to go into details, but a cat hires these seven... 
um, I should say five really well-known um, Akudama, which if you look in Japanese, it either means bad guy or demon or devil, and I'm just going to go with devil drive because that sounds better than bad guy drive. But um, yeah, And then they a cat hires them, an, an AI cat, I should have added, hires them oh, to uh, rob a mythical train that people treat like it's a literal god, and that's not even a paraphrase. Like It goes by and Aurora Borealis goes in front of it, and they all just go, hi. <laughs> And they praise it for like a minute. Okay, can I give my my? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Akudama Drive is a heist show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a pretty tight twelve episodes, and Fair. it's about a group of super criminals in a Tokyo far off into the distant future, and they are brought together to complete a mission. And yes, the mission is given to them by a cat. And that's the greatest part. It's given to them by a cat. Also, I'm just going to cut out my part yeah. because yours was a lot better. <laughs> okay. okay. I was like, you were rambling and I was like, oh. I, I'm losing it. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. You are too young to have dementia. Um, uh, let's let's not go that far. I'm actually 75 if I never told you that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> how many Seaweed bass all day. Or whatever day. the fuck Mick, Mick Jagger's doing. I think that's called... The he, power of... He's just eating babies, bro. You want to talk about someone who's no, actually eating, eating babies? <laughs> you want to talk about someone who's actually eating babies? How is Mick Jagger actually eating babies? He just popped... He just had a baby. I swear to God. Like, he just had a child. No. Yeah. Like, maybe not super recently. I'm going to say, like, the end of 2019. But Mick Jagger has a baby. And he's, like, what? 70 whatever the balls? Yes. Damn. He... The last time I ever heard anything about Mick Jagger was his SNL, like, hosting, like, years ago. Yeah, no, he just had a baby, and I remember seeing it in, you know, some news article, and it was kind of like, every the general consensus was, oh my god, this man is still producing children. I mean, I would do that too. Or more accurately, oh my god, someone is still actively fucking Mick Jagger. I mean, at some point, the Viagras have to catch up with him, right? I think he's just been pickled by the drugs. I truly do. I yeah, think- he was around that era. I was going to be like, well, he was a musician, and it was like the 80s or the 70s. Yeah. So, drugs. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, like, I I don't know. I wasn't even attracted to a young Mick Jagger. I don't even know what a young Mick Jagger looks like. This is why we have the research department. We hire these people. Mainly Sexy Sonata does, because continuity. But, you mm-hmm. know, he's not here right now, so they all became my researchers. And I pay them better than him. I treat them better. And I can't spell Mick and type at the same time. How do you spell Mick? M-I-C-K. M-I-C-K. Jagger. Young. And... I don't know. He's just not all that. Let me see what he looks like. Yeah, he looks fine. I like how when I typed in Young, there's just a picture of him with Harry Styles looking old. And I'm like, what? That it's like that sometimes. It's like, ah, yes. <laughs> he just goes up to him. How's your mom? <laughs> oh, my God. Where, oh, else, where else where the singing genetics come from? Oh, because as we know, it's genetics, not, you know. Talent and training? Yeah, and practice. Well, I don't know because, I, and this is me brushing off my um, former life as a hardcore One Direction fan in high school. Oh, I can see it now. No, you can't. All of those women ended up like no high school one direction. Women, real quick, is all those women and gay men, because my freshman year of college, on my floor, there were at least like 
six gay guys who all congregated in the room next to mine to talk about One Direction. Oh no, I was buying CDs off of these sketchy girls in like Leeds. What? And because they they would release singles in the UK, like singles, and so they'd have a single and then some other song and the other song typically wouldn't make it to any like bonus tracks or any bonus yeah. CDs like it only come from that and that was the only way to get a lot of merch because they weren't super popular in the US yet like this was when they were so you basically went to the black market of eBay and then just said how much you want for it oh no it was worse than that I posted on Tumblr I was like oh my god somebody like fandom help me I really want this single I don't fandom remember. senpai please pretty much and I don't even remember what it was and this girl reached out she was like hey you know just like PayPal me 20 bucks I will send it to you like it's the special edition copy and it was and I actually sold it when I was like in college like five or six years later mm-hmm. for several hundred dollars Jesus hundred <laughs> yes wow oh I'm telling you the way I paid for college semesters they're <gasps> so strange I peed on a guy <laughs> my god <laughs> My God, you gotta do what you gotta do, but woof. I know. Well, you know, and then I'm always like, oh, you know, let's try something new. Let's try something different. And some of it was like, oh, I need to clear out my closet because I'm a college student and I can't just lug crap home every semester. But some of it was just like, you know, that happened. You know, I had to kill a guy. I don't know. I don't feel like you would have to pay me to kill Falsify a a grand jury. Would you have to do that? Falsify a grand jury? I don't, yeah, I don't feel like, you know, like a grand jury is a group of people. And you I know, falsify. but you have to falsify it by like, you know, like, you know, being in there, being in the jury. You were not, you were not, sca- you were not found out beforehand. You were not picked beforehand. So you're saying that you basically would f- fake jury duty? Who I don't fakes know. fakes jury duty? Who's um, like, mm, yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to go to jury duty. The people who were in Al Capone's trial. Al Capone at that point was just... Uh, well, syphilis no. had eaten his brain. That man was... Well, yeah, he he brutally beat his own guys. At some point, you gotta think something's not right. and then He the went guy. fishing in his own pool. Neat. Like, cool. <laughs> Wait, who am I thinking of? Nope, that's not it. Um, oh, I used to love... I was about love... to be like, segue, and then there's no segue. Oh, I used to love, like, looking... Uh, learning about old school mobsters like there's this mm-hmm. one guy and he pretended he was crazy and all he would he would wear a bathrobe and would just like mumble gibberish and that's how he evaded the feds for years because everyone's like oh he's nuts he'll just plead insanity but it's like it'd be like a movie scene where like as soon as they leave he just takes off the rope it's a nice that's pretty much suit. what he would, would he do and he'd only have these meetings among among his like lieutenants like his consigliere yeah consigliere i don't know i don't speak italian i'm Bibbidi boobity, bobbidi bibbidi. <laughs> oh, don't remind me of that episode. A Family uh, Guy? Yes. <laughs> Why? It's terrible. Family Guy is not. It's gone so far downhill. Like it was only. Oh yeah, no, like no one's seasons. gonna, no one's gonna defend it now. But back in the day, it was pretty good. Uh, that's like people in South Park. What was I saying? Oh yeah, so he just pretended he was nuts, and then they managed to get a plant in that and catch a tape of him, you know, being perfectly loose. And they're like, yeah, we're bringing you in. But I mean, he kept that trade up for literal decades. Good. If you play the system, play the system. Yeah, but, oh my god, that's commitment. Yeah, you gotta commit to the illegal activities. You can't just be half-assed in. Mm, I don't know. Ask, oh god, The Sopranos. Ah, yes, a fictional show. Correct. 
I mean, I think it had some hard truths about the reality of what the mob is. You know, people are always like, oh, it's like sexy and everybody's wearing shoots. No. Suits. And I was like, no. No, they're wearing shoots now. I don't know what a shoot is, but I'm going to make it like shoots and ladders. They're wearing slides. <laughs> they're slides. Come it's here, a slide mafia. I have a mafia. gun for you. That's what I got. <laughs> you what? I have a gun. Oh my God. It's that, that's this, what, that's what the Sopranos is actually about. It's about shoots and ladders, the gang war. <laughs> no, but I mean, people are like, oh yeah, you know, I would love to be like in the 50s and have a monster boyfriend. And I was like, you know, the mob traffic was like involved in human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> if it made them money, they would do it. I yeah. always like, like, there's like a video game, or like, I think, yeah, it's a video game where it's the first mafia game, and mm-hmm. like, you join, and it's like, we don't sell dope, and it's like, but it makes, but we do do everything else. I know. It cracks me up. It's like these, this, it's like a pick and choose morals. Like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't sell drugs. And it's like, no, you sell people. Mm hmm. I don't know what high road this is supposed to be, but it looks suspiciously like the same road. It is the same road because let's be honest, the people, the people, even like you get like those fictional stories mm-hmm. of people going around their bosses to even sell the drug. Yeah, that the boss was like. Ah, da, 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 da. Oh, speaking of drugs, mm-hmm. so um, I've been watching Warrior. Which, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Great it's show. it's a Cinemax show. I think it's on cinema. It's it's it was, streaming on HBO, but it's a Cinemax produced. I feel like HBO just bought like you know if you went on Guide on Directv, it'd be like yeah. HBO Cinemax, and then like eventually got to Stars. Mm-hmm. I know there's something in the middle there, but I feel like HBO just went mine until Stars were like we have our own streaming service. I'm like my dudes, you have some great television, so let them have it. Yeah, you know Stars is almost exclusive propped up by Outlander nowadays and I'm not mad about it. You know, I kind of am because Black Sails and Da Vinci's Demons were on that channel. Black Sails was really good. It's a great show. But, um, I'm biased to that, but back to Warrior. Oh yeah, so it's set in, I want to say late 1800s. It's like 1870s, 1880s. Yeah. Uh, because it's still, there. It's uh, the country is still pretty, pretty smarting Fresh. from the Civil War and yeah. they talk about it and the characters talk about it. It's a really interesting time, but it's mm-hmm. set in California on the West Coast. Yes. And you know, I grew up on the East Coast. I didn't really have much, like I, I don't really have much history or connection with the West Coast, and it's kind of like this foreign entity. And people are like California, and I'm like, sure. But um, it was really interesting to see this completely different dynamic that was present in with race on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and it was just, it's really startling to see because you know it's just not something I know people to talk about because I just don't know people with that sort of history but like that they're like they of Asian ancestry yeah. we should say because yeah. the way if it focuses on a um Assam Assam yes. so it focuses on a character named Assam who comes over to find his sister and he's um Asian or ha- or part Asian because well the, the show leads us to uh, assume that he's Chinese and he speaks Cantonese throughout the show quite well yes uh, not as quite as well as he thinks and I'm pretty sure he learned most of his lines phonetically probably uh, as the great ones do but um, I'm pretty sure he's Japanese oh yeah right. like it's funny because like all these people who are like we're Japanese and like hmm and then like you, like it's always just kind of funny because it's just like they took a lot of like really good names they like Asian actors and yeah. they just said have fun and like they do great like yeah. we're not shitty on that I think well yeah. no it's just very odd to me and I think um <laughs> and also fun fact that guy's British 
The guy who plays Assam is British. I looked yeah. him up. I went. <laughs> but I think it's uh, one of those things where, you know, the producers correctly assume that a lot of people are going to look at these characters and assume that they're all Chinese or could at yeah. least be of Chinese ancestry. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of odd to gloss over it. But, I mean, for the sake of the show, I understand why it's necessary because yeah. you can't exactly find... Uh, a slew of Cantonese speaking Chinese actors who are willing to shoot in America because America. you you talked about the Hong yeah. Kong thing in which went over my head until I looked oh, yeah. into it. So that's the other thing. A lot of these um, actors do action scenes or are demonstrating knowledge of martial arts and many different styles of martial arts too, which is really yeah. interesting. Like you see. Um, you actually see a pair of tonfa, which is really interesting because I almost... I wondered how far you were in that show and that gave me enough hit. <laughs> which is really interesting because um, I'd only really seen it used in Japanese martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I should preface this by saying I studied Okinawan martial arts for 15 years. <laughs> she watched it from afar. No, she participated. I participated. And um, it was really interesting to see tonfa presented so casually and... I think it's one of those holdovers that is very rarely talked about, but it was actually because a lot of uh, martial artists, in order to evade, um, basically, uh, local government, were using farming implements as weapons. So that was a really interesting, neat trick. And I should... You're going somewhere with this, but like... Uh, yeah, I should give some a little more explanation of Warrior. I'm just babbling so, on about Warrior, what interesting is. Um, so, one, I like... like That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Warrior is just basically the guy joins the uh, triad. Essentially a triad. It's called a tong. It's a tong, right. Sorry. I knew I was going wrong when I said triad. But it's like, it's the hot boy, and then he just shows up right when there's like this massive change in power between another rival gang. Okay. Uh, the long so, Z. That's what I'm remembering now. So, um, the main character essentially shows up to America under the guise of becoming a laborer, uh, which, I mean, there were thousands of uh, Chinese laborers that were coming in every year, and it, they were all male due to a lot of the immigration laws that were just starting to be put in place yeah. uh, by the American government. And they talk about that a lot, too. So I was going to say, in, if I was about to ask if like, you're that far in that show yeah. where it's like they're talking about the... It's like a the, it's a law that basically just says we're gonna limit how many people come over from Asia. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's really interesting because you see him come over and he he has a very simple goal and instead he steps into the middle of a well established, really complicated and intertwined dynamic of these local um, Chinese and gangs feels a little like. Rude. Yeah, because I th- it's it's they have much rules. They have rules in this kind of yeah, and it's much well, more it, complicated. It's a, it's a tong. We'll call yeah, it a it's tong. a tong. And these tongs, and they uh, control Chinatown, and they uh, different parts. Of it. Yeah, different parts of Chinatown, and they talk about ports. And there's very much this understanding that while they have all this interconnected dynamics and are very like sure of their place, that it still lies beyond the guise of the white parts of town. Like yeah. there's, there's still very much a really strong line between what they call the duck pond. The pond. Yeah, they the call pond. it the pond. Uh, the, they call it the pond and they refer to white people as ducks, which is so funny to me. It's hilarious, but I remember you texted me and you're just like, yeah. what are they calling ducks about? Yeah, I was <laughs> and like, I'm like, are... the white people. Yeah. The white people. Which, I mean, I, honestly... Oh no, it took me a little too because... Yeah. But I think it's really 
it gives you a really unique perspective because you do see you you don't just follow the main character you see um a couple of police officers you see the mayor's wife you you get to meet a couple other people mm-hmm. within this world and you get to understand that their actions while they might think they happen in the vacuum of their race or their ethnicity actually happen and have repercussions well outside of that mm-hmm. and uh i think it's just a really cool unique take and I think not a lot of people are willing to uh, make shows or films or really any media about the period immediately following the Civil War. Well you had Hell on Wheels that yeah. was a show I enjoyed that show. But I mean it's one of... It's one of like the millions of shows that came out between this one and that one. Yeah. I understand but like it's few... Again, I'm... Yeah. I interrupted you when you basically just said the same thing I was about to say (laughs) where few and far between. God damn it. Um, But... No, it's fine. I think, um, especially when you hear other characters talk to older characters who may have fought in the Civil War and are veterans of the Civil War, and you realize that even 20 years out, or 15 or 20 years out, uh, that this is still very much lingering over the United States. And I don't know. I quite like it. Have we, in like that show, have we met a black person yet no we, i think we, we saw one like in a pass by cut in like yeah. the first episode when you see black people people but, but they're you don't like see them as characters no and because i think it's and that's i feel like that's the point yeah I th- and two i think the point is you know they're there's they were second class citizens but there just weren't as many black people in the west yet yeah and so there are people of color yeah. in the West. They're just not necessarily black people because they talk about um, Native Americans too. Yeah, because there or First Nations, I should say. Um, what? Oh my God, my. Well, my, no, I know what that. Yeah. I understand that. Sorry, it's just I didn't hear that referred yeah. to in the show, so I just went. Hey, oh I'm no, they're like, the I don't want no insert racist slur. Yeah, insert, oh my God. Yeah. The the slurs are, that they are f- very very much they're so creative and they're like I don't know they 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 call a lot of people the n word for no black people to be in the show <laughs> they're just like you're Asian n word and I was like oh my god they do I thought they I no, thought it was like, a c word like, not, no oh no they do that too yeah they do they, that plenty. they they come together remember remember in the second episode John and it was like they call yes. the second character the main character gets arrested and yes. then instead of asking for his name or like having a translator the cop the head of the cop the head yeah. of the division yeah tells him his name is John Chinaman yes and then that's what they write down and like the guy who's doing the um write down of like why this yeah. character's going in felt very against that so it was just like he just went Ugh, and like he was defeated but that character's having a great arc yeah. have you uh gotten to uh no uh you you don't know why he's in the west yeah oh, and i know like we just talked about it well actually that's i will say that's the first we should stop spoiling this <laughs> no no screw it <laughs> I, I don't know it's been out it. for a year yeah um, it's been out for two but if we spoiled second season, that might be more of a crime, but we're not. But yes, he has an affair with a black woman. Was he married? I thought that was the relationship. No, I mean, it's kind of implied that they were going to get married, but yeah. Georgia by then had anti-miscegenation laws. They're, it was during the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> no, were, it no, was like immediately after. post-Civil yeah. War. It's it's the antebellum South. And All right. They've, they've already put 
anti-miscegenation laws in place by then. Like, yeah. Oh, anti-miscegenation by that, I mean, like, you can't marry outside of your race. Like, yeah. they just won't acknowledge it. Yeah. So, they put those laws in place mm-hmm. already. And I think the kind of the only exception to that was probably Louisiana. Um, Why? There were there were already free black people in Louisiana, oh, okay. and they were like owning their own properties, and they put a lot. Now they did put a shit ton of laws down on black people in Louisiana, yeah. and that's a, kind of a long and complicated history. But next episode, <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you you want to talk about like policing women's bodies, oh my god. But. Um, I think it's one of the, it, it's also another really interesting plot point because you understand why he's so sensitive about treating uh, Asian people as like second class citizens as second class citizens and why he goes out of his way to do better yeah. than like what the norm is because yeah. he's and a to new chastise kid. his um, counterparts for not doing the same thing oh yeah and. I think a really good example of that is at one point uh, he. I'm blanking on this character's name, otherwise I would have fit it in. But Lee, continue. it's um, it is Lee. I th- I thought that was his because, real name because all the Irishmen keep calling him Leeds, yeah. which I thought is just it's great. It's it's a fun little wink. That's um, another thing that happens on this show, though, is that there's this criminal dynamic, but there's also this um, Irish element in that show. Which is led by, like, because back then, um, since the Chinese were coming over in Mm -hmm. droves, or, like, Asians were coming over in Mm -hmm. droves, they were cheaper labor than a white guy. So that's what leads this Irish element in this show to kind of just go... What's super "Mm." interesting is, in the meantime, on the East Coast... Irishmen. Oh yeah, were, they're being kicked about and treated like second class citizens. Too. Yeah, and it's and just, that's great. It's really it, the irony of that. I think kind of goes over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. But it was just very interesting to see how quickly they became white when there is someone else to shit on. Fun fact: um, you know Lee, like mm-hmm. the the actor. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you he was in the show Copper, right? Yeah, he was Irish in that show, so he was dealing with that. It was like in the twilight yeah. of Civil War, so he was in five points of mm-hmm. New York, so he was policing that, but being Irish at the same time. So it's always just that fun parallel. I bet Maybe that he actor, just has an 1800s face. I mean, like, he's a good actor. I remember him in another show, but yeah. um, it's all, I always just find it funny when it's like they have that genre dynamic, and it's just like, he needs to be in a sci-fi show now, just for shits and giggles. But I, I, I always thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... Of just this show is actually just it's decently interesting of just how it makes the spotlight on Asian character Asian culture even yeah. too. Well, and I just think it's something that we don't cover. There just no. isn't a lot of media for Asian American people specifically. Mm-hmm. I think there's media if you are like fresh off the boat, literally the show fresh yeah, off it, the boat. I was about to say, isn't there a show? Yeah, I think there and I think there's media if you are residing in that country of origin like yeah. the Hong Kong action scene is huge like oh, Steve, yeah. uh, Stephen Cho has just Steve, not Stephen Cho Stephen Chow yeah I was oh gonna say God, wait stop. a minute I'm so sorry um, Stephen Chow I think mm. is a really good example of he use, he casts local actors yeah. does local productions so the 
your American viewpoint on of it isn't too far off from an Asian American viewpoint. Yeah. And I really wish there was more media for Asian American representation because there are a lot of Asian American people in the US and I it just feels kind of overlooked sometimes. Like you think about it, the Joy Luck Club and Crazy Rich Asians I think are it in terms of movies that are specifically about Asian American people. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, those are the only two I could think of when it comes to my. Yeah. Um, wait, no, that wasn't America. I retract my almost statement. <laughs> and they, um, it's funny. Uh, between this and Warrior, I think that's about it for Asian American shows. Yeah, and very specifically, one character talks about being. He's like, I'm Chinese, but I've never been to China. Oh, I yeah. was born in America, and he's like, I have no place to call home. And you can tell the other character is kind of very taken aback by that oh, because yeah. he's like, I'm Chinese and I just happen to be in America. You you are... He's technically, by our standards, American. Yeah. And then even then, like, he's still treated like... He's treated because of what he looks yeah. like. He's treated like a second-class citizen. And, like, and I do remember that scene. And it's... Mm-hmm. That episode, I was like, oh, it's going to be a sleeper, but then like you get that tight character unity mm-hmm. where it's like a collection of random people, but the two main characters as well, and which I, was a good episode. I do absolutely love like the slight Wild Wild West element you get. Oh, yeah. I I love it. Um, I My grandfather's like super into Westerns, yeah. and I... And my part of my family's from Oklahoma, and like mm-hmm. went with the land rush. And my mother like barrel raced for years. Like they're super country, super into the cowboy museum stuff. Yeah. And it was really fun to kind of see a little smidgen of that, and kind of a little bit of an homage. You know, where there's a shootout at the, you know, the bar that's in the middle of nowhere, and there's yeah. nothing else for miles. Um, I was. Um. Something I just want to talk about is that the music in this show is actually just really good, too. Like, for the action sequences as well as just... Oh, I thought you meant the terrible... Uh, rapping at the end of each yes. episode? No, and, not that. I don't care about that. I meant, I'm, like, when, like, when the fight scene happens or when, like, a mm-hmm. serious moment happens. Like, when you get the fight scenes, you get a and lot of, like, that, guitar. You get a lot of, like, bass and, like... Cor- and, like and it's not cheesy... <laughs> "Quote unquote Oriental music." No, it's not like the yeah. string. I don't know that harp oh, or like the the 1920s anime Wong Dragon Lady. Thank crap. you. I it was a Wong. It was called a Wong. I was like, it, I can see it. It's right there. <laughs> they pluck it with their fingers. Um, but oh, like that scene from Kung Fu Hustle where you see them and they do it. Yeah, do <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, it's great just because like one, the choreography is great. If yeah. you're if you're a big fan of action, you're gonna really like this show. It's ve- and I mean it's very much one shot. They're not putting a or bunch limited of clips cuts. together. Yeah, very limited cuts, which yeah. is very nice considering that a lot of action is like look at this, look at this, look at this, and you can't really mm-hmm. tell what's happening because you can tell the this production at least put forth the effort of we want to show people looking like they're getting hit or like can take the hit. Yeah, and I think they could do a good job of showing you that martial arts comes in many different skill sets and at yes. many different levels. And, and that's you know, what sometimes you just need a knife. <laughs> <laughs> or the gun. Have you gone to that part where yes, like they where show he... up in the den and then it's just like the guy goes, oh, and he pulls out the gun. You had that the entire time? <laughs> I love that. But I think it's, uh, I think that's the case, you know. It was in that between, that weird transition per- period where people were just starting to own guns. 
and especially they, in that part of the country yeah. where it was like you could get away with it a lot more yeah because if you went more east you hit civilization and then you know people were more like ah, da, 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 da. yeah <laughs> but uh, and it's in it's not Sacramento is it it's in San Francisco isn't it the yes space they're in San, in San Francisco because the Sam the Sacramento governor mayor whatever his name is coming yeah. over and just being like I'm gonna run for president now and now I need to garner some support so I'm gonna go help my people I think the wildest part of that whole arc was like I don't even know who was president at that point well enough to I'm trying to remember but I I want to say Grant but I know I'm I wrong I think it's Taft is it Taft at that point is Taft after you Grant oh I don't even know oh my god the American education system has failed us hey hey you're right. <laughs> I can name like three presidents and then that's it. Well, I can tell you like and it's the first three. I can tell you like once you hit the 1900s, I start getting better because I I start there's like the wars start lining up. And then you can tell who was yeah. who saw himself as a Jesus you, figure and was like, "I will lead a, this world into the peace." Oh, wait, what's that? I'm going to be bedridden for the rest of my life. Neat. Point. I can tell you that uh, the shortest, the president with the shortest term, because he gave a speech in the rain for three hours straight, was in fact the only president from Indiana. That'd be William Henry Harrison. Right. Yeah, he died very quickly, and I was like, Indiana's legacy right there, baby. (laughs) We die quick. We die quick. (laughs) Oh, God. Although we've had like five vice presidents from Indiana. Uh, I know. I don't want to think about that guy. He's gone. I'm just uh, saying, if he pops up at a gay club in three years, I will not be shocked. That'd be hilarious, because John Oliver would have called it, because he made a book about his buddy being gay. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the response to, we made a wholesome child's book about our bunny. <laughs> you know what? I see you and I raise you. <laughs> a one about a gay bunny. <laughs> and it's just like, huh. Bold. Bold, sir. Yeah. Commend you. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't remember if he who was president during that time and who he would possibly run against. Uh, I'm looking it up because it's going to bother me now, and I feel like I, the people need to know. I think they do. United States president. What are we going to say? The we're going to say the 80s, right? I think so. I would say the 80s. 80, 1880s. President. As opposed to. I don't know. We can go to the alternate history. So, um, it goes, and I think I'm looking at this backwards. Um, it goes Rutherford B. Hayes. Okay. And then let me see if this is who's next. Oh, wait. It could have been um, James Garfield, but he was assassinated. Why don't we talk about him? <laughs> um, and then. Um, couldn't have been Grant. He was sixteen. He was sixty-nine to seventy-seven. So he was almost after Lincoln. Mm. I think his vice president took over. Uh, no, that would have been happened a long time ago or something like that. Um, but yeah, Rutherford B. Hayes was eighteen eighties. So I don't know if he ran for two terms yet. I'm looking <laughs> at it. Um. um hmm. And then eighteen eighty-four, Grover Cleveland. Who? Let's go with Grover Cleveland was yeah, the president. Yeah, so Cleveland was president during this time. Um, do you know what? I was a Clinton baby. Do you know what president uh, you were born under? I think I was Clinton, too. Mm. Because 95. 
Yeah, and I was 96, so yeah, so, I'm Clinton. You can find out our ages from there. And on that bombshell, if you're guessing how old... What, what? <laughs> Stop I'm that. just 16. Stop. Quiet. God damn. <laughs> Why? Me. I'm a Clinton baby, but somehow still 16. You know, it's called cryogenically freezing. Well, you know, there. that's the thing. People are like, oh, this zygote was, you know, created in the 90s and we didn't unfreeze it and... Well, you know, that, that's a different subject for a different time. Oh Thank you all for listening to Completely Useless Talking. I don't know if I'm ever going to have this woman back because, you know, the pissing comment just, woo! <laughs> Any final words? I love sports. <laughs> <laughs>